0: Hello and welcome to Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and it's Tuesday, February 28th. The president of Mexico has now confirmed that Tesla will build a factory in Monterey, with the details likely coming tomorrow. For months now, there have been rumors that Tesla is getting close to announcing a gigafactory project south of the border. Last year, we reported that Elon Musk confirmed that Tesla is considering a site for a new factory in North America, and later he visited the Mexican state and met with the governor. Local media reported that Tesla was particularly interested in a location in Santa Canarina, a municipality just outside of Monterey in Nuevo Leon. That got complicated when the Mexican president said that he was reluctant to offer the, such a site as he cited water supply concerns. Instead, he had been pushing for Tesla to build a factory over in Mexico City. But I guess the water's fine since the president has just now confirmed that Nuevo Leon is where Tesla was going to build anyway. We expect more details after Tesla's Investor Day announcements, which are coming tomorrow. Tesla has announced the price of the retrofit for older Tesla vehicles to use the CCS adapter and access other charging stations outside of Tesla's network. Older models are not capable of receiving a charge, even if they have the adapter, leaving some early Tesla owners out of the rest of the network. In my experience, the other charger networks aren't much to envy, but I'm sure there are some situations that will arise where they could be needed. When first launching the adapter last year, Tesla said that the retrofit would come in 2023. And they noted that older cars would need to have new hardware and new software installed. And finally, the price has been announced. For vehicles older than October of 2020, the cost will be $450. At least, these owners will also get the adapter itself, which sold separately costs $175. Tesla says that they will begin offering the retrofit service in mid-2023. A Toyota executive admitted that the Tesla Model Y is a work of art after the team conducted a teardown of the electric SUV. Toyota has been making a few small and large hints towards finally coming around to the electric age instead of fighting against it. The incoming CEO and his recent announcements have been encouraging, though we suspect that his real colors will be shown in July. When the old CEO is officially gone and the new one takes the reins. At any rate, today Toyota executives who participated in the teardown talked to automotive news, and one of them called Tesla's SUV a work of art. They appeared to be particularly impressed with the simplicity of Tesla's vehicle architecture and powertrain. Toyota has been making a wild amount of cars in the global market, and efficiency has always been paramount. So this kind of remark should be seen as a compliment. This reminds me of the end of the Edo period in Japanese history. The Cliff Notes version is that for hundreds of years, Japan had severely limited anyone going in or out of the country, and when this had finally ended in the mid-19th century, the Japanese were quite baffled at the technological advancement of Western powers. Their efforts to catch up were curtailed by one-sided trade agreements from the same powers that they had admired. Let's hope the history doesn't repeat itself, because these unfair policies, among other things, led Japan into ferocious nationalism that did not end well. Provided the complicated economics of auto manufacturing doesn't incur international gatekeeping, I believe that Toyota is still big enough, with enough production numbers and buying power, that they can still become a major player in EVs. I guess this was my opinion time. It just snuck up on me. (laughs) J.D. Power has released its annual U.S. Electric Vehicle Experience Ownership Study and it relays that not only an increase in EV customer satisfaction has occurred, but also a shift towards more traditional factors like vehicle quality and styling instead of categories like range. In its first year of eligibility, the Rivian R1T garnered the top satisfaction rating among premium EVs, dethroning the 2022 leader of the Model 3. According to the study, the R1T and Mini Cooper Electric have the highest levels of owner satisfaction for both premium and mass-market EVs, respectively. The biggest inhibitors to customer satisfaction in the premium EV segment were squeaks and rattling, while the infotainment system remains the biggest complaint for mass-market EV owners for a third consecutive year. Mass-market vehicle owners also reported a much larger qualm with public charging availability, as those EVs don't have access to the Tesla network for now. They noted that ownership is up 11% for electric vehicles compared to 2022, and mass-market EVs are seeing adoption at a higher rate than premium models. (music) Stellantis revealed its plans to produce new electric drive modules at three USA plants to boost production of its Jeep and Ram EVs. The automaker is investing $155 million to produce these new EDMs, as they call it, which Stellantis says will improve performance and range at a competitive cost. Stellantis currently operates five powertrain plants in Indiana, including three transmission plants, a casting plant, and an engine plant. The company says that with the investment, it will retain 265 jobs across the area, and that comes with some sites getting upgrades. The investment is part of the company's Dare Forward 2030 strategy, which was unveiled last March, to achieve carbon net zero by 2038, and bring 25 all-new EVs to the U.S. market. Hyundai is promising a daring glimpse into the future of urban SUVs with their new refreshed version of the Kona Electric. The first Kona model was launched in 2017 as a gas vehicle, and at the time they said that it reflected the adventurous and progressive spirit of Hyundai. They launched the Kona Electric a year later with up to 292 miles of range, which is actually really good, especially for the time. Fast forward to today, and the Kona EV is a less expensive version of the Ionic 5, which gives up a fair amount of technology and a hefty amount of interior space. So, the new 2024 refreshed version of the Kona introduces styling that fits the overall brand, including pixelated front and rear lights. The new Kona is slightly larger in length, but still not close to the Ionic 5. Honda and LG Energy Solutions joint venture broke ground on their new $3.5 billion EV battery plant in Fayette County, Ohio. Honda expects a new facility to be completed by the end of 2024, enabling them to start mass-producing EV battery modules using advanced pouch lithium-ion cells by the end of 2025. Annual production capacity is expected to reach 40 gigawatt-hours When the facility is fully operational. Honda recently announced that it was overhauling its business operations, including creating a new electrification business development operation. Despite having plans to build its own e-architecture electric vehicle platform in 2026, the interim Honda vehicles will be purchasing platforms from other companies, such as the GM Ultium platform, which will be used on the Honda Prologue. In today's community comment found on YouTube, we're gonna get a little personal. Jonathan F. says, How does this channel not have more subscribers? It's much better than most other channels dedicated to the same. Mikey G. seems to have been doing this his whole life, and I don't have to listen to the Athletic Greens spiel. That's what I call a win-win. Well, Jonathan F., thank you for your kind words. If you'd like to see the channel grow, you can jump into all the typical engagement actions that habitually erupt from many YouTubers. Just yeah, click like, make a comment, subscribe, share with your friends, and so on. I've considered adding a sign-off that includes those reminders, but a part of me resists the ever-growing blight of parasocial relationships that have processed interactions into a substanceless form of communication, essentially a refined sugar but for social needs instead of physical health needs. While I am worried about the future state of our society, observing the ways that it responds to new technology, we are tied to it, and it's not going to go away. Industry, sales, marketing, and all of these, they operate this way now, and it's the bedrock of our capitalist world order. These aren't necessarily bad admissions, but we can't cover our eyes and pretend that everything is the same. With that in mind, I am anxiously looking forward to a day when Quick Charge can command a regular sponsor that's willing to pay the big bucks. At Electric, and also our other sites like 9to5Mac and 9to5Google, our sponsors are chosen not just for the money, which is really important, but also for the way that it fits our listeners. Recently we advertised for an electric component trade show. Before that I think it was a traveling power supply. We've done electric bike sponsorships quite often, especially on the bicycle channel. But we have been approached by other companies, like those random loot boxes, NFT or crypto schemes. and even a supposed cure for erectile dysfunction. Largely, our sponsors are in the electric industry, and there's plenty of growth in that sector. So I think that we're gonna be fine without having to advertise miracle cures for quite a while. Thanks for watching Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day.